Greetings and welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Pete Lorimer, former hit record producer and now host of the show Stay Here on Netflix. Plus, I am owner of LA's most creative boutique real estate firm, PLG Estates. On the podcast, you will always find business and real estate strategies, marketing techniques, and tips for that entrepreneur. So hit that big, fat, juicy, delicious subscribe button, would you? episode, we will talk about the absolute futility of comparing ourselves to others. This is a road that only ends in disaster, but it is a road I actually found myself on earlier in my career. I have now freed myself of that self-imposed bondage, and ever since that day, my business has taken itself to the next level. Listen, it's human instinct to compare oneself to one's competitors, and the comparing is not the toxic part. The poison is when we assess our own value as more and usually less. This is where the plan goes pear-shaped and ultimately is a potential destructive force that can tear through your business. On today's show, I will go over my own personal theories on how I combat such things. So, ladies and gentlemen, sit back and enjoy this week's fabulous episode of The Creative Entrepreneur. Today, I want to go over a subject which is very, I think it's very prevalent in, in all industries. So I'm not really going to focus on real estate today. I'm just going to focus on, on business as a whole. I call it the toxic comparison. Now, this can permeate in all areas of our life. It just doesn't just have to be business. But the toxic comparison is no matter how far up or down the ladder we are, we inevitably, we can't help but compare ourselves to people who are above or people who are below. Now, it's just in the DNA, and I call it the toxic comparison for a reason, because the toxic comparison is, let's just say, I'm going to refer this in in real estate. Let's just say you are in your first year or your second year, you're a second year associate in a real estate company. You got two or three deals under your belt, maybe four or five deals under your belt, right? You're doing okay. Then the inevitable toxic comparison sets in. There is always going to be someone that does more business than you. And conversely, there's always going to be someone that does less business than you. It can get very confusing because we have, as I did, I had mentors and I had people that I admired and I had people that I looked up to that enabled me to kind of like get the fuel and the gusto to move forward with my own career. And inevitably, you can't help but compare yourselves to them. That's fine. Comparisons and encouragement and ambition are all, I believe, healthy. When it becomes a toxic comparison is when you look at someone in your office, whether it's an insurance office, a bank, um, a startup, and you go, wow, I'm just nowhere near as good as that person. I'm just never going to get to their level. Why should I even try? That's the toxic comparison. Because then apathy sets in, despondency sets in, and the only 
commodity, which I'm going to talk about later, the only commodity of any value on this planet, the most valuable commodity I believe as humans we possess is time. But time, time is the only commodity of any value. So if we burn through days going, woe is me, if only I could be that rock star real estate agent, if only I could be that rock star Wall Street guy or gal, if only I could be a better actor, if only I could be a better doctor, the downward pressure of that self-doubt trashes days and over the lifespan of a career, that could turn into months if not years. And in some cases, I've seen it firsthand. It turns into decades of wastage. So the toxic comparison must be smashed. People go, if I could only just sell a $10 million house, let me tell you, I, 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 I have moved and move in those circles. $10 million houses very rarely get sold, but there are hundreds of $1 million houses that get sold all the time. If you want to stack yourself up, Stack yourself up to people who are knocking out 500 to a million to a million and a half here in Los Angeles. Don't put these guys, and they're nice people, I'm not saying they're bad people, but don't put them on a pedestal of being, I want to be like that. Because in my opinion, and it's just my opinion, it is way more beneficial and career building to sell 20 $1 million houses than it is to sell one $20 million house. But that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. I want to talk about now when I was a brand new, a brand new real estate agent over at Keller Williams and I was feeling the pressure of self doubt, despondency. And there were guys in my office that were just killing it. I really struggled as a new agent. I didn't make a penny for almost a year and it was really, really tough. And I don't mind sharing that because getting it wrong is a massive part of the story. But I want to share one story, which is. There was a bloke by the name of Aaron who was, I think, the kind of team leader at the time at the office I was with. And I walked into his office because he had all these escrows on the board. And I walked in and I'm like, dude, what do I do? How can I be like you? What can I do? And he gave me really sage advice. He said, do you have any clients? At the time, I had two. One of them actually did turn into a deal. But I had two clients and no, no more. I was new and I was struggling and I was floundering and I was lost. And he said to me, if you've got two people that are real, that trust you and are going to be loyal to you, you nurture them, you nurture them and you just work on those two, try and find other business, of course, but nurture those two people and don't compare yourself to all these people that have got 10 and 20 escrows because that's a fool's errand. What I took from that advice, which was really good and exactly what I needed at the time, was every little seed of a deal or a person or a contact or a client or whatever it is, just a person, they don't always have to be a deal, right? I don't look at, look at contacts as deals. I look at contacts as people and people refer people if they like you and they trust you. So back then I had those two leads. And then every little scrap of business, whether it was doing a lease in downtown, whether it was helping someone at an open house, every little crappy bit of business that I could find, I did. My first listing was in Oxnard, right? I couldn't get anything in Los Angeles, but I had a friend of mine that took a risk and he said, I really like you, Pete. Will you sell my condo in Oxnard? And I drove up and down the freeway, the 101, 
to Oxnard, did open houses and I sold it. And that's really when I felt a turning point because I stopped the toxic comparison of what I had and what I didn't have, have. And then I just focused on the little basket of eggs that were in front of me. And then one egg turned into two, into three, into 10, into 20, into a hundred and so on and so on and so on. This is going to sound a little bit schmaltzy, but this is something that I live and die by now. Waking up in the United States of America, which I know I have this very strong British accent, but I am very, very, very proud to be British, but I'm very proud now to be American. In fact, dare I say, even more proud to be American. But waking up in LA in the United States with this beautiful weather and all this opportunity in front of us can't help but make me full of gratitude every day. And I try and look at the basket of eggs that I have in front of me for that day. And I don't focus on what eggs are not in the basket. I focus on the eggs that are in the basket and how I can service them. And I've lived my life like that now for many years. And it is a beautiful thing to not worry about what I have and what I don't have and just believe exactly what I have is what I'm meant to have. The last part I want to go over today is the commodity, the commodity that fuses with time beautifully is a work ethic. And work ethic tends, not always, but tends to be easier when you are younger, right? So if you are in your 20s, starting out on a career path of being an entrepreneur, a businesswoman, a lawyer, a doctor, a rocket scientist, whatever it is, if you are starting out on that road, I implore you, crush the clock, work both ends, work into the night. If you don't have children and you don't have a mortgage and all you've got to do is meet your mates at the club and have a few pints, maybe miss the club. Not every night, but a lot of the nights. Burn the candle, deploy hours. The reason is this, there is a compound effect with work. For every hour you work successfully in your 20s and 30s, you can multiply. It's an exponential growth from the hour. And the hours in your 20s and 30s are way more valuable and condensed and kind of the essence of future is in those hours when you're younger. So if you are young, miss the club, bust your ass, work now. Work, 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 work. I sound like RuPaul. But that doesn't mean if you have had a change of career, which many people in real estate have, they join career in the 30s, 40s, and even 50s. It doesn't mean, oh, what's the point? Why should I bother? Because I know plenty of 40 and 50-year-olds and late 30-year-olds who are deploying immensely long hours into business. Now, the beautiful thing about being self-employed or being entrepreneurial is your workday is up to you. But the results are directly proportional for what you put in, you get out. And they have been saying that since they built the pyramids. So I want to just go over some of the points for today. The toxic comparison. If you feel yourself sliding into it in all areas, am I fatter? Am I thinner? Am I taller? Am I richer? Am I poorer? Am I more successful? Am I younger? Am I older? All of that horse shit. You're going to smash it out. The norm 
is what you make it. Focusing on the basket of eggs we have, nurturing them and loving them, and not focusing on the eggs we don't have. Opportunity can come in the most extraordinary forms, like a listing in Oxnard, which it would have been way easier for me to refer out. From that listing was born a tree of endless fruit. And I still have got clients today that come from the initial listing from that, my mate who gave me a break. And then lastly, work. You gotta work, 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 work. That's about it for another week on the Creative Entrepreneur Podcast. This is Pete Lorimer thanking you. We really, really appreciate all your comments and your thoughts and your subjects. If you have any subjects that you really want to be covered, let me know. We're getting a lot of them kind of banked right now. Please do not forget to subscribe if you have not done so and like and comment galore. And lastly, and I really mean this, if you know someone that can get value from this podcast, please feel free to send it to them with a big sloppy kiss from me. And I will see you again next week on another fab episode of the Creative Entrepreneur Podcast. This is Pete Lorimer. Ow.